2: Don't get
3: mad. Don't get mad. My house smells, too. I'm not not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me. On top of what it's done for my allergies, go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. It's time for a history lesson. And unlike the ones you used to get, I'm going to actually tell you the truth. Also, there was a big, big upset in Colorado. And finally, the hardest working woman in television. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. I'm going to do something a little off the wall for me. Instead of getting right into all the things I have to say, because there's a lot of them, I'm going to churn through a couple little stories for you here because it's all building up and helping me make my point, which, as you know, is going to be spectacular. So let's do this. The Mississippi flag. I'm sure you've seen the Mississippi flag. In case you haven't, here it is. What's that you see in the upper left-hand corner? Yes, That is a Confederate flag, the flag of the Confederacy, the flag of slavery, the flag of whatever. We're not going to get into that. The Mississippi governor today signed a bill saying they're changing the state flag. Don't worry. I'm going to come back to all that, but here he is. This is not a political moment to me, but a
2: solemn occasion to lead our Mississippi family to come together. To be reconciled and to move on. There is a difference between monuments and flags. A monument acknowledges and honors our
4: past. A flag is a symbol of our present, of our people, and of our future. For those reasons, we need a new symbol. Okay.
3: There's also uh, something else being removed. This is a statue of Abraham Lincoln. Now, this one's in Boston. It's an actual replica of the one that's in D.C. The one in D.C., the the original of this, was funded, funded by freed slaves. This is actually called the, uh, what's it called again, the Emancipation, the Emancipation, I forget exactly what it's called. I don't know. I don't do research for the show. Now, this is the statement from the Boston mayor. After engaging in the public process, it's clear that residents and visitors to Boston have been uncomfortable with this statue. Good grief. As we continue our work to make Boston a more equitable and just city, it's important that we look at the stories being told by the public (laughs) art in all of our neighborhoods. Okay, so we got the Mississippi state flag. We have a statue of Lincoln with a freed slave honoring Lincoln for freeing the slaves. Okay, what's next? Hmm, do you remember remember the show I did? I think it was yesterday or the day before... When I told you the craziest suggestions that come out of the left's mouth, you and I had better start taking them a lot more seriously. Remember we had that talk, right? Remember also at the very beginning when they started tearing down statues and people would joke, "You watch, they're gonna come for Mount Rushmore next." Mount Rushmore's next. Yeah, apparently Mount Rushmore's next. This is a now-deleted tweet from the National Democrat Party. Quote. Trump has disrespected native communities time and again. He is attempting to limit their voting rights and blocked critical pandemic relief. Now he's holding a rally glorifying white supremacy at Mount Rushmore, a region once sacred to tribal communities. And in case you thought that stopped there, there is now, as of the airing of this show, an article out in the New York Times talking about Mount Rushmore. Talking about how it shouldn't be there. Let's have some history, ladies and gentlemen. Let us begin back at the beginning. And when I say have history, I mean, we're gonna talk about real history the good and the bad of people you love, of people you hate, because I'm disgusted at what I see out there. For those of you who don't know, I have a radio show, the Jesse Kelly Show. It's nationally syndicated, not that I would brag or anything. You can hear it everywhere, but be that as it may. I start out every single one, every single one of my radio shows with a history story. Not a political one, history story, from everywhere, from everything. And you know what I've learned in all this time doing history stories and radio shows? History's complicated. With the exception of, I swear, and this may be the only exception, with the exception of Nazi Germany, there aren't really good guys and bad guys. Not if you want to look at it it in that way. We like to boil things down to good versus evil. Well, these guys were right and these guys were wrong. It's complicated. History is complicated. And It's time we start acknowledging that our history as taught here in not just America in the West has been taken over by some anti-European, anti-white thing. It's very odd. You don't have to do that. The Europeans have great history and horrible history. The people who came to America and settled here in America have great history and horrible history. The Indians who were here have great history and horrible history. History is complicated. That Confederate flag on the Mississippi state flag, I don't have a problem if Mississippi wants to change change its flag. I really don't. It's a state flag. Nobody gives a crap about those anyway. I do, however, have a big problem with the timing of it. We're now negotiating with terrorists. That's what we're doing. That's why you're doing it. Rest assured, that's the only reason you do it at this time. There's a reason nobody was suggesting changing the state flag a month ago, and now it's just got signed into law because you are negotiating with terrorists, and in so doing, you're emboldening them. And let's talk about the Confederacy briefly for a moment here. Let's be real clear about something. Slavery, evil, horrid, a disgusting practice, a practice that was widely done pretty much for all of human history, but disgusting, horrible should never have happened here. Okay, so we have that aside, right? We know that con- slavery's bad. The Confederacy, fighting for a really bad cause. They, they were fighting to stay seceded so they could keep their slaves. They were fighting for a really bad cause. Okay, so slavery's evil. Confederacy was fighting for a bad cause. The individuals who fought for the Confederacy, however, not the case, not the case. Were there some really bad guys in there? Oh, yeah. Were there some really amazing, honorable, brave human beings in there? You bet there were. And you can do this thing, this 2020 thing, where you look back and you try to judge them from today all you want. But there were honorable, brave men there we should revere. We should learn from. And I don't care how much people choose to twist up history. They were fighting for what they believed to be right. They lost. I'm glad they lost because we finally got slavery who ended here in the United States of America, but does that mean they're all a bunch of card-carrying Nazis for the Confederacy? That's idiotic and absurd. Even everybody in the German army during World War II weren't card-carrying Nazis. Some were just German soldiers who got caught up in the mess. You see, history is complicated moving right down the line to Abraham Lincoln and his statue with the freed slave. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a really, really, really cool thing, an underrated part of American history that the freed slaves got together to fund that statue of Abraham Lincoln in Washington and they're taking down the replica in in Boston. And I think it's awesome the things Abraham Lincoln stood for and Abraham Lincoln did. Abraham Lincoln, he told the South several times throughout the war they could keep their slaves as long as they would come back in the Union. And this is not me judging Abraham Lincoln. I'm not. I'm not. I'll never be that that good of a human being. But again, the revisionist history where we've decided he's Saint Abraham Lincoln and it's Heinrich Himmler and Robert E. Lee. That's, That's not true. That's not true at all. At one point in time, Abraham Lincoln wanted all the black people freed and then deported to Liberia. I'm not even making that up that's true. So again, I'm not judging the guy. I'm not bagging on the guy. But let's understand history is complicated. Moving right along to Mount Rushmore. This is the argument you're going to be hearing a lot of because the New York Times put this out there. This was Lakota land. Lakota land. The Lakota were part of what you would know as the Sioux tribe. There were several different branches of it, but the Lakota Sioux are probably the most famous. And I geek out on Indian history. I love it. I think so many of the tribes were so fascinating. But again, because history has to be viewed as European settlers, evil. Everyone else is, is, er, everyone else is wonderful and noble. You don't ever get to get the real history of what happened back then. The Lakota weren't from the Dakotas. The Lakota were from Minneapolis, or Minnesota, I should say, in the Wisconsin area. Do you know why they're known to be from the Dakotas? Because they got a bunch of sweet weapons and horses, and they rode into the Dakotas, and they beat the living crap out of all the other li- all the other tribes there and ran them out of town. Again, I'm not judging. I think the Lakota are awesome, they're one of my favorite tribes. But this image that constantly must be portrayed out there as the noble, the noble, peaceful savage ravaged by the evil white man. These people, several of them were annihilating each other. Again, it's complicated. There were differing tribes with differing beliefs and different cultures all over the country. Some were peaceful farmers. Some were extremely warlike. My absolute favorite tribe are the Comanche here in Texas. Warlike people. Very, very fascinating people. But really, really horrible in a lot of ways? As in torture and kill babies, horrible? As in, wait for this, you ready for this? They were big in the slave trade. Did you know that? Again, I want to clarify, though, I'm not judging them. I don't want every monument to a Comanche torn down. I don't want every references, reference to Comanches torn down. That's absurd. Take the good with the bad, but understand something. Your history, my history, Indian history, Black history, Asian history, Russian history, German history, French history, English history, everybody's history is pockmarked with ugly, ugly things and hopefully some wonderful stuff mixed in there. Isn't that your history, personally? I mean, I only have bad stuff in mind, but Lord willing, the rest of you, you've got some good stuff, right? And when you die, when they put you down in the ground, do you want people to only point out the bad things and tear down your tombstone because they only focus on the bad things? I don't think anybody wants that. Let's let history just be what it is, which is wonderful and fascinating and a place we can learn. All of that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, birch gold. Um, We talked a lot about Indians just now. Do you know what a lot of people were after during Indian times? Gold. Well, that's weird. That was hundreds of years ago. Why were they after it? Because gold's always been worth something. Always. And it always will be. While you are pouring all your money in your 401k or IRA into stocks and bonds and things like that, some people, they've chosen to go the precious metals IRA route, and they're investing in gold and silver. And guess who's not stressing about the next financial bubble bursting, which we all know is inevitable. Get a hold of Birch Gold, get a free 20-page kit, get yourself informed, and then get your money rolled over and protected. Go to birchgold.com slash jessie. That's B-I-R-C-H gold.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. Well, it's time to do a bit of a grab bag of a couple different headlines because I feel like I've been neglectful. Over the past couple days, I get laser focused on something. It's what we super geniuses do, and then I lose focus on some of the bigger stories of the day. Now, Ron DeSantis, he is the governor of Florida. Remember, Florida is one of those states close doesn't really do it justice. Every single election, whether it be for senator, for governor, for president, everyone remembers the George Bush, Al Gore, you know, fiasco. It's that close. Florida is that close. Here's a quick side note as I get distracted, as I often do. Is it going to stay that close when all those people flee New York City and move to Florida? Anyway, be that as it may, Ron DeSantis was elected Republican. He beat Andrew Gillum. Andrew Gillum had other things he apparently wanted to do, as we've seen in the news. Now, Ron DeSantis got elected in a purple state, very much a purple state, and has not raced to the middle that is what you see time and time again from these governors from senators from congressmen all over the country they'll work hard they'll run for election and they'll run as these rock rib conservatives you know what i'm talking about how many times have you voted for somebody like this i'm gonna close the border uh, elect me we're cutting taxes abortion Pfft, gone gonna make that illegal spending ah we're gonna slash and burn spending And then the second they get in office, it's, you know, I think we need police reform. That's really what we need. Ron DeSantis, to his credit, hasn't done it. And Lord help me, it's giving me a little bit of hope. Because what I see right now nationally, what I see is this I see a Republican Party completely on its heels. Scared, has no idea how to craft a message to combat this you're a racist crap we see out there right now. And what I see is a power vacuum that somebody in our party is going to fill. Now, it may be somebody wonderful. It may be somebody horrible. But somebody fills a power vacuum. That's why they call it a vacuum. This guy? We might have something with this guy. Uh, we're not. We're not going back closing
5: things. I don't think that that really is is, is what's driving it. I mean, people going to business is not uh, not what's driving it. I think when you see the younger folks, I think a lot of it is more just social interactions, and so that's natural. Obviously, you had a lot of different activities going on in different parts of the state. Uh, Memorial Day, the two weeks after Memorial Day, you know, we saw a lot of stuff going on. So that's just the reality. Uh, but you know, we're, we're open. We know who we need to protect. Um, Most of the folks in those younger demographics, although we want them to be uh, to be mindful of what's going on, are just simply much, much less at risk.
3: Wow, that almost did you guys catch that? That almost sounded like common sense. That almost sounded like a Republican elected official standing up to the media narrative. My mind is blown right now. Keep your eyes on this guy. Look, look, he's probably going to disappoint us. Keep your eyes on this guy. Joe Biden, he's out there answering the questions the public really wants to know. Last question real quick. Some have speculated
0: You're a sir, dog sir, that, that, you, that you are subject to some degree of cognitive decline i'm 65 i don't have word recollection that i used to have i forget my train of thought from time to time you got 12 years on me sir are have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline
2: i've been tested and i'm constantly tested look all you all i gotta do is watch me and i can hardly wait to
4: compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man i'm running against thank you so much
3: If they feel like they have to ask the question, a little uncomfortable, right? It's a little uncomfortable, little defensive about it. And here's the problem for Biden. And I find this presidential race to be fascinating. If you, take apart, if you take away the absolutely horrifying ramifications of electing a Democrat at this point when their party's that radical, just set that aside. We don't need to stress out about that now, right? But I find this election coming up really, really fascinating. Donald Trump should be in a lot of trouble. Don't throw something at the TV. Don't yell at me. From from an outside standpoint, Donald Trump should be in a lot of trouble. We have 40 million unemployed people in this country. We've had civil unrest for a month. No, stop. Stop doing what I know you're doing. Well, that's not Trump's fault. Put away your Trump jammies. That's not what I'm talking about. People, everybody, they blame the man at the top in general. You watch my show. You're a political person. You know things are more complicated than that. You know it's about mayors and other things. People blame the man at the top. I'm saying election-wise, Donald Trump should be in very, very, very deep trouble. And he still may be. He certainly may be. Until you see the other guy. What are you supposed to do with that person? Setting aside the mental stuff for just a moment. Let me ask you this. You're a political person. You're watching my show. What is Joe Biden campaigning on? Anyone? What is Joe Biden campaigning on? You listen to Joe Biden for any two, three minute period. You'll hear Trump's name about a dozen times. So, okay, we got that. He's, he's not Donald Trump. What is Joe Biden campaigning on? nobody knows that should be a campaign beyond the medical the mental thing and medical apparently beyond that that should be a campaign that's dead in the water you do not elect a man to be commander in chief historically america does not who's just kind of there i mean he's alive that's not what people do People expect something, some sort of stance out of their commander in chief, but Joe Biden doesn't have anything, absolutely nothing. And then you add in the mental stuff. And and by the way, he's going to get asked these questions a million times between now and November. We have eyes, man. We can see something's wrong. That's what's crazy about this. I actually think he could be honest. Unless it's really bad, and it could be really bad, I actually think he could be honest. I think in this time, I think Joe Biden could stand up and say something like, I get, I get really nervous sometimes and lose my train of thought. I don't think people would like it. I don't think people would want that. I think they would be more understanding. Instead, he's just taking this normal Democrat tact of, oh, it's not true. I'm fine. I'm better than Trump. i don't think that's going to wash because you can see him time and time and time again absolutely lose it absolutely lose it i'm not donald trump it's not a message that's going to get you elected president at the same time if you're donald trump 40 million unemployed people not something that's going to get you re-elected president i am endlessly fascinated by how this November election comes. No matter what you told me right now, your prediction was for November, I wouldn't argue with you. If you said Trump landslide, I could see it. If you said Biden landslide, I could see it. If you said razor close win for either of them, I could see it. I could see it all. We'll be ready. All right. We are going to have more. But first, you... You can't afford to have any mental decline because let's be honest, you're a spouse, an employee, an employer. You have to get up and function every single day. And you know the best thing you can do for yourself for that? A good night's sleep. A good night's sleep. You spend one third of your entire life in bed. Do you really think that third is meant to be staring at the wall? staring at the clock hoping it all ends soon and you can just pass out it doesn't have to be that way you know it doesn't take it from me it doesn't you can try an ebb sleep you can try an ebb sleep risk-free for 60 days 60 days they're handing it to you try it it will put you asleep it will keep you asleep go to try slash jesse That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Use the promo code jesse at checkout. Get yourself 25 bucks off. We'll be back. Joining me now is a man I know well, a man you will undoubtedly know well, Todd Starnes. But Todd Starnes is more than just one of these guys you've been hearing on the radio for a long, long time. He has a new book out, and I'm going to read the title because it's long, and I don't want to screw it up as I introduce Todd. It's called Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. What does that mean, Todd, culture jihad? It's obviously an eye-popping title. I obviously agree with it, but explain to folks what you mean by it.
4: Well, Jesse, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the program, and you are a student of history. Anybody who listens to your radio show, they, they get a history lesson. And I was watching 60 Minutes a couple of years ago, and I noticed when the Islamic radicals would invade a country, one of the first things they did was target the cultural centers. And in this 60 Minutes piece, I saw the jihadists um, toppling statues, turning them into piles of rubble, burning the paintings and the books, and I realized well, wait a second, this is happening on American soil as well. It is a bloodless jihad, but we are watching before our very eyes a radical transformation of our nation, and that's why I came up with the title Culture Jihad
3: what is their end goal or todd i i I said on my on my tv show the other day i said i'm not sure a lot of these people have one except it's just destruction they are losers they don't have anything in their life so they want to tear down anything good and beautiful anything anybody else built they want it destroyed am i right or is there really some overarching goal here
4: Yeah, no, I really think there's an overarching goal here. And it goes back to what uh, President Barack Obama promised in 2007 on the campaign trail. He said he wanted to fundamentally transform America. Well, what did that mean? A lot of people thought it was an immediate goal. But this was a long-term goal that is being established in our nation's school systems. Young America's Foundation just came out with a brand new survey about American patriotism. And they discovered something very interesting, that by and large, American teenagers in high schools are more patriotic than kids in college. And the reason why our university system, or really our public education system, has been turned against us, and they are radically indoctrinating these kids to hate America, to hate our founding fathers. Look, Jesse, we're surprised they're trying to tear down statues of George Washington. What were they teaching kids in Common Core in places like the state of Texas? They were teaching kids that our founding fathers were akin to terrorists. So I'm not surprised by what's happening right now.
3: Todd, how did we lose control of the education system? As you know, it's something I'm obsessed about. I think it is it is the main cause of our destruction, the anti-Americanism we see running rampant in this society. But how did that happen? I mean, I, I went to public school, as everybody can probably tell when they hear me talk. I went to public school. I don't remember being taught in school how much America sucks. Maybe I was and I just forgot.
4: Yeah, this, this actually started in the 1980s. I was in junior high school at the time. And look, I grew up in the southern states, so maybe it was, was not as prevalent as in some other areas around the country. Uh, but the, pro, the, the issue is we took our eye off the ball. What was it Ronald Reagan said? American success, it doesn't start in the schoolhouse, it doesn't start in the statehouse, it starts at home around the kitchen table. That's where where we went wrong. So many moms and dads are focused on other things right now that they are not educating their kids about America. They're not explaining to their kids what the Constitution is all about, or our founding fathers, and as a result of that, the teachers, the public schools are stepping into the gap and they're poisoning the minds of our kids. Jesse, just a few days ago, the University of Wisconsin, the Black Student Union actually launched a drive to tear down a statue of Abraham Lincoln on their campus. Now, the issue was not that he they, they, they acknowledged, Jesse, they acknowledged that he freed the slaves, but they said, Abraham Lincoln, and this is their quote, Abraham Lincoln was not pro-black enough. Jesse, the man took a bullet to the back of the head. I mean, what else What else was he supposed to do? Todd, I'm glad you brought that
3: up because I'm going to say something people are going to get offended by, but it's still 100% true. Abraham Lincoln, St. Abe, he did want to free the slaves and then deport them all. Half these Confederate generals people are mad about didn't own slaves. Todd, why can't we just simply say history and historical figures are complicated, they're good and bad. You can either take the good and ignore the bad, but if we're just going to take the bad from one guy, then we have to only take the bad from everyone. It drives me crazy, this whitewashing of history by every side. Why can't we just acknowledge people are complicated?
4: You know, it's a terrific question, Jesse. And and the and the fact of the matter is some of the most brilliant and successful people in world history were very complicated people with very spotted past. I mean, that's just, that's, that's a reality. But to that point, the protesters, the Black Student Union, they also said another reason the statue of Lincoln had to come down, it was funded by people who were allegedly racist. So now the question is, okay, if that's the case, do we have to tear down every building in America that was built by someone who might have been pro-Confederacy, and what happens to the descendants of those who served in the Confederate war? You know, I had the Starns family, we had members who fought in that war. We were dirt poor sharecroppers, uh, but we fought 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 in that war does that mean the descendants of the Starnes family will have to find somewhere else to live Mm. Mm, boy there's nothing that gets complicated yeah i know it sounds ludicrous but again we're talking about tearing down statues of abraham lincoln here so people are not thinking right and we've got to get a handle on this jesse we've got to
3: Todd, how are we supposed to get a handle on it when the one party who's supposed to be speaking sanity is currently, as we speak, as you and I speak right now, they're currently debating Juneteenth on the, seventh, on the Senate floor. And I have no problem with celebrating Juneteenth, but that's negotiating with these Black Lives Matter terrorist groups at this point in time. Why are we, why are we doing this as a party? We are crumbling. We're on our heels. We're about to fall over.
4: It's a fair point and you cannot capitulate here because and this is a brilliant strategy. I was talking with our good friend and you know, Alan West very well. I was talking to Alan West about this and just think of, just think about what the Black Lives Matter movement is really all about. We know at its heart, it is a Marxist organization. They are completely at odds with the American way of life. But look what they're doing. The strategy is brilliant. What is the one thing that Republicans are terrified of? It's, a, it's a being accused of being a racist. That's what they're terrified of. And so, what did Black Lives Matter do? This Marxist movement—they cloaked themselves in the race, the race war, the race movement—and now, as a result of that, people are literally terrified. You have, for example, the largest Christian denomination in America outside of the Catholic Church, the Southern Baptist Convention, and you have the president of the Southern Baptist Convention saying, "Stop saying all lives matter. You know, Black Lives Matter." Everybody is literally bowing down and capitulating. Well, that that hits close
3: close to home for me, Todd, because I actually lost my own pastor and my own church during this whole thing in the middle of the pandemic. And this is not a man who's one of these, you know, woke wingnut pastors during the middle of this whole, you know, looting, rioting thing, stands up, starts talking about everybody's white privilege and everything else. And I have to admit, that was a dark day, dark week or two for me, because I feel like if they can even get to our pastors, man, what else do we even
4: have left? We don't have a GOP. We don't have the church. What do we have? Todd, give me some hope. Jesse, we don't even have Chick-fil-A, the official chicken of Jesus, for God's (laughs) sakes. This is terrible. Uh, And by the way, you know, that whole scene where Dan Canty, the CEO of Chick-fil-A, bowing down at the feet of Lecrae, and I listen to Lecrae's music, uh, and he's a great musician. And then what did Lecrae say as a joke? He said, well, you know, don't shine my shoes. Give me me some Chick-fil-A stock. And everybody thought it was a joke. Well, now we know that was not a joke. Lecrae, in an interview after that, actually said... Where's the the stock? Where's the Chick-fil-A stock? Almost as if he was asking for for reparations. Where does all of this go, Jesse Kelly? I don't know. It's it's real. you know, I, I write in my book, I was quoting Bonhoeffer, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. God will not hold us guiltless. So this is going to be a situation where we're going to have to stand up and if our elected leaders are not going to stand up and defend the Constitution, we're going to have to do it. You know, I give a shout out to a group of military veterans in Tennessee, Wilson County. Uh, They are right now uh, on 24-hour watch, armed military veterans protecting the war memorial. Um, I think we're going to see more of that across America. And that is quite frankly encouraging.
3: I hope we do. Todd Starnes, the book is Culture Jihad. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. These are wild times. And you know, I know it can get scary. I know we're not supposed to enjoy this, but let me tell you, part of me is kind of excited to live through it. Let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens. You know what's not exciting? Getting a bill in the mail. You know what's even worse than getting a bill in the mail? Getting a bill in the mail that says you are actually past due for a loan you didn't take. How about that? Do you know that that's happening right now in the United States of America? Do you know that home title theft is the cyber crime the FBI is worried most about? Not all this identity theft, not credit card theft. They are freaking out about home title theft because it's so easy. These guys with the snap of their fingers can get your home title Get your signature on your home title. They can do that without you, and they can take out a loan against it, and you don't find out about it until you find out. I'm on the hook for how much? Go to hometitlelock.com right now. Register your address. Find out if you've already been a victim, and then make sure you're not a victim. Go ahead and sign up. Use the promo code JESSE when you do. Get 30 free days of protection. All right, we'll be back. Joining me now, the great Kurt Schlichter of townhall.com, but he's more than just the townhall.com guy who cranks out the funniest articles I've ever read in my life every week. He's also one of these big fancy schmancy authors who actually gets big, thick books published. I couldn't dream of sitting down and writing that much, but Kurt apparently has some kind of sickness. He also has another great book coming out, though. Kurt, what is it? Uh,
5: let me pimp this like Huggy Bear, baby. The 20 biggest <laughs> slot 20 <laughs> lies about Donald Trump and you, which is available for pre-order, comes out next Tuesday. Again, the uh, 21 biggest lies about Donald Trump and you. <laughs>
3: my. <laughs> my brother, very
5: working guys will finally release my family.
3: Very good, very good, Kurt. Very, very subtle. Very good, you, as per usual. You know,
5: you gotta have All a right. gentle touch. You got, you can't just. Hit people over the head with it. You got to let them discover it on their own. You know, discover oh, yeah. 21 lies about Donald Trump and you. So,
3: yeah. Well, who who wouldn't describe know. Kurt Schlichter as one of those real soft footprint guys? All right, Kurt, I'm asking you to give me a, a spoiler. Give me one lie about Donald Trump and me.
5: Well, let's let's get a um, let's get one that's in the news. We're back to Russia. It's Russia 28. It's past yeah, electric flu. It's past the quickening. It's passed the revenge. It's Russian number 28. I don't even know what it is. I think it's Russia 28. Here we go again. Um, This time, it's Russian bounties because apparently the Taliban wasn't going to kill Americans unless somebody named Ivan came and handed them some rubles. And now, based on anonymous sources, the best kind of sources, if you're the New York Times, the New York Times has announced, the Russians are paying bounties to kill our troops. and Donald Trump doesn't care. Donald Trump, the guy who's literally killed more Russians since good, good God Woodrow Wilson in like 1920. I mean, uh, you know, after after the uh, Russian Revolution, I mean, a bunch of Russians came up on an American uh, forward observation post in uh, Syria, and we gave them the whole show. We gave them air and arty and direct fire, and it was it was glorious. And you know, and I don't know. But I think it's kind of hard to say that Trump's Putin's pal if he's literally killing Russians. But what do I know? I'm just a colonel.
3: Kurt, I'm glad you brought up that part about Trump and Russia and everything else because I've been, I've been pondering this for a couple of weeks now. How much control the left has over narratives now where normally, at least in the past, a story would have to have some semblance of truth to it. But now it seems like they are in such a position of power. They own so much of our culture. They can invent stories out of thin air and then create stories on top of the stories they invented. There is a huge percentage of the American population that still thinks Trump colluded with Russia. And that story was invented out of thin air. How are we supposed to combat that?
5: Well... I have a suggestion or two in here, my new book, the 21 biggest lies about Donald Trump and you.
3: Uh,
5: <laughs> we got understand, to we understand there's two fights, okay? There is the fight against the leftists and the fight uh, to win the minds of undecided or persuadable people. With persuadable undecided people you use facts and logic. And that, that often works, for instance, when they say, well, gosh, I'm, I don't know how I feel about these protests. You may pull that point out, well, if they're anti racism protests, why are they pulling down Abe Lincoln statues? At which point, normal people go, yeah, that's, that's super stupid. Perhaps other things they're saying are stupid, like their whole socialist agenda. So you, you use facts and logic on normal people who are persuadable. As for leftists, you don't bother because it's all a lie and a scam designed to gain power. It doesn't matter. You could, you, you could have, you know, you could have literally every single participant in the Russian bounty scandal, scandal on video with a notary saying none of this happened, and they go, well, that's just proof it's even worse than we thought. It's all <laughs> a lie all the time. And you just have to understand it. So the way to beat them, and I'm suggesting that in my uh, town hall column, which is uh, coming out tonight, in fact. Um, uh, For Thursday, if if, if you're a member of the current alert on town, hall, you can get them early. Um, What you have to do is initiate your own conservative riot. Now, how do we riot? Do we go out on the streets and burn things? No, we wouldn't burn things. It's our stuff. Second of all, we've got jobs and lives. Third of all, we're not dirtbag scums. We riot at the ballot box. Go in there and burn it to the ground vote for your Republican now and I know they're useless I've got a I've got a little uh, thing up on Twitter a little poll saying what did you what did you send a Republican to the Senate to do make Juneteenth a holiday rename army bases help the Russia lie or protect us from leftists. Got, you know, Why are they- we, we, we have got to force these guys to do stuff, but before we can force them, we have to have them in office because if the Democrats get power, it's war on us. And then it's gonna be war back, uh, figuratively, I hope. But uh, uh, it, 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 they hate us and they're going to act consistent with, the,
3: with, with, with what someone who hates you
5: uh, does.
3: Kurt, when the Republican base agrees with you and agrees with me with everything you just said there, then why don't they get it? How how is this message lost somehow between you and I screaming it and getting to the Senate floor in Washington, D.C.? Because clearly it is. Clearly that message is not getting all the way there because these freaking guys have spent three weeks now joining on the left, joining with the left's narrative, and I'm getting ready to choke somebody and they're not listening. My question is, why aren't they listening?
5: Look, we've got to deal with these guys with a whip and a chair, all right? We have got to beat them into submission, figuratively, of course. We've got to make them feel fear. Remember, it's so much easier and so much more profitable to go up and suck up to the establishment. You get a nice job. Your kids get to go to nice colleges. You know, the Washington Post says nice things about you. You don't have all those icky Republicans hanging around you. It's a lot easier to be Mitt Romney than to be a man. But we've got to use, since, since we're not going to persuade them, we have to use fear. And the power of fear is the power of the ballot. They ha, they are terrified about one thing, losing it all in an election. They need to know, if you're not doing what we say, we're going to primary you. Three soft Republicans have been primaried out of the House races in the last few weeks. The last one just uh, last night. The last one was a lady who uh, uh, t- gets pictures of herself taken with you know wearing her handgun, saying, "I will protect the Second Amendment." The guy she beat, some ancient guy who'd been there forever, and he was soft. And you know, oh, well, Donald Trump's tweets are very troubling. Fight! <laughs> I'll take I'll take the thirty year old gal with a three fifty-seven Magnum over uh, uh, over Viagra boy any day of the week. That's what we gotta do. Use the power of the ballot. Look, it, the answers are all there in the Constitution. There's no surprises. We know what we have to do. We just have to do it. So let's do it. It's our country, let's take it back.
3: Kurt Schlichter, ladies and gentlemen, townhall.com. And don't forget, Kurt, go ahead and hold your book up again. We all know you're going to. Hold your book up again. Oh, I want to make sure my name is where it
5: needs to be, you know. Where, where am I? There we go, go ahead.
3: There we go, go ahead. Point Pre-order Kurt's book.
5: Donald Trump and you. It's Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey for conservatives.
4: That's, so, thank you. It's that's, that's lovely. It's that's lovely. Curvy.
3: Thank you, Kurt. Thank you. All right. All right, we'll be back. There are a lot of hardworking people out there in this world, in this country. I, look, I, I understand. I grew up in a construction family, Marine Corps. I know what it's like to have to work with your hands. I get it. There are some people out there who wake up every single day. Maybe you're one of them and you're bringing a lunch pail to work. And you're pounding nails. And you know what's wrong with that? Not a daggone thing in the world. I respect a man who puts in a hard day's work. That's my family. But let me just say, I don't care who you are or what you do for a living. You don't put in this kind of work.
4: I'm going to try to say this uh, politely. Is to lower the rhetoric based on division stop appealing to the uh...
3: (laughs) look is that lowbrow yes yes it is am i going to do more of that on this show no question about it see you tomorrow
5: For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show.
1: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
0: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality. Podcast.